Welcome to Friendo Podcast, hosted by me, Amanda Muse. As a YouTuber, I've shared my life online for the last eight years, and now I'm excited to learn about you. Friendo celebrates people and their stories, from interesting jobs to unique passions and curious life skills that the world should hear about. Community is everything. Let's do this. Hello, friendos. I think we can all agree now that leggings are pants. And there's something about a pair fitting you like a glove that makes your day a little brighter. Who's with me? Let's not kid ourselves either. Leggings are not just for those who work out daily. My guest today loves a great pair of leggings too, but she took that passion and started a business. Have you ever thought about doing that? Creating a small business? It can seem totally overwhelming when you look at all the steps at once, from idea to launch. It's a lot. But I found that if you take it day by day and put in the work, it's amazing what you can actually accomplish from the comfort of your home. Kim Melbourne did just that. She's the founder of Yenka Clothing Co., an athletic wear company out of Wawa, Ontario, She has two kids and still works a day job, but she realized there was a gap in the market for moms and women looking for an affordable pair of leggings with the same quality as some of the more expensive brands out there. I recently discovered her amazing leggings and crop tops, and I couldn't keep it a secret any longer. Later in the episode, Dean and I share a little bit about our own journey in starting a small business. Trust me, It's not all rainbows and sunshine. Imposter syndrome is real, and we get into how that showed up for us over the past few months. Then I'll share this week's favorites, a splurge purchase I made that is helping with my overall health, at least that's what I keep telling myself, uh, a podcast for true crime fans, and a movie that left the whole family shocked and inspired. I'm Amanda Muse, and this is Friendo. Welcome to the podcast, Kim. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Same. I'm thrilled. I have used your products, which we're going to talk about, and I'm a big fan and I love supporting women in their chosen profession. And so perhaps we should start with, tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay. So I am Kim Melbourne. I am the founder um, and sole operator and owner of Yanka Clothing Co., um, Yenka is a, an athletic wear company that, um, really the whole premise or mission behind Yenka is to provide women with affordable athletic wear, lounge wear, um, that is very good quality. So, um, I am a working mom out of Wawa, Ontario, so Northern Ontario. And yeah, I, I was somebody who really wanted good quality athletic wear myself. And that's pretty much how Yanka started. So I love that because athletic wear doesn't always, you know, correlate with, with like affordable because it can be really expensive to get yourself looking all cute. And I know I'm not the only one who likes to have a nice, fresh outfit every now and then. Like I actually find that that motivates me to want to work out or just 
feel all cute about myself walking around in some nice leggings. So I totally get it. You know, you mentioned you wanted to start an affordable style of, of athletic wear. You know, did you find like, were you able to find the items you liked in Wawa? Were you just like, this is too expensive? How are regular people affording this? Like, tell me about where that inspiration came from. Where it began was really actually with this um, pandemic. So my husband and I were at home together, working together, but there was a lot of time for discussion, um, you know, adult discussion uninterrupted without kids. And so I found that we were talking a lot about where we wanted life to go and what else we could do for ourselves. And um, before the idea of athletic wear happened, um, we had discussed all sorts of different business ideas and um, ventures and nothing really felt right. So we would, you know, start diving into it and it would just, something would just kind of be like, you know what, it just doesn't really work for us. That doesn't sound like us. So um, just like so many things in life, it sort of just fell into my lap. One day we were having this discussion, like we kind of always did. And I'm in a bunch of mom groups, um, you know, moms that I had babies with and at the same time, that kind of thing. And I started to think about it and over and over again, the question gets asked, does anybody know of a Lululemon dupe or does anyone know, like, what are your favorite leggings? Like I'm struggling. And it's all of these moms that, that were trying to, you know, do something for themselves, get their bodies moving. Probably a lot of it did have to do with, you know, being active with their kids and also comfortable. And I thought, you know what, there is a market there. There's something that people still are missing um, in Northern Ontario, Ontario. And so um, I just started to research it. And I said to my husband, leggings, like that seems it's something I always want. You know, how many times have I gone to a store online, put something in my cart and then been like, oh, I just can't do it. It seems too expensive. I figured out pretty quickly that Yes, there are, you know, there's a million things I could go into. I had no idea um, the intricacies of leggings and athletic wear. Um, I have since learned, but so it just began with researching and I started diving in. And the thing that I found was, um, you know, it would be way past my bedtime. I'm usually in bed pretty early and I would still be up just researching what e-commerce was, researching what leggings were. And I just found that all of my time free time um, was spent doing this. And that sort of um, instinct that something's not right, or, you know, this isn't the thing never happened. It just sort of continued and continued. And I didn't know anything about e-commerce. I had no idea about uh, manufacturing and all of the things that have gone into it. But I mean, in this world, we have all of this information at our fingertips. And I was able to really figure out some stuff pretty quickly. So um, it started the, so I had started about, I would say October of 2020 um, and started sampling right away. So I figured out pretty quickly that in order to get a product that I wanted, it would take some time to sample, make adjustments here and there, find manufacturers. So I started doing that and um feel pretty lucky. I don't know if it was luck or if it was just grit that I wouldn't give up um, in finding, you know, a manufacturer that I could trust and work with. And so the first launch happened um, May 20th. And we've had about four launches 
roughly four launches since that May 20th date. That's amazing. Well, first of all, congratulations on that because, you know, I feel like I have a little bit of a peek behind the curtain because Dean, my husband, has been spending some time learning about e-commerce and just like manufacturers and all of that work that goes on behind the scenes before you see that pretty website with the purchase button. Like there's a, there's so much work. Um, And I also think that it's, you know, you think about kind of in the genre of, of leggings and athletic wear. I mean, I remember, I feel like it's all done now, but that whole drama with like Lula Row or, you know, people trying to start this almost like this easy, fast way to money or whatever it is. Um, and in now, like in hindsight, looking at like the work that can go on and and just contacting manufacturers and getting samples to try and all of that. It definitely takes a lot more work and time, but it's possible. And I think that's what is so inspiring when I see someone like yourself start a small business. It's like, you can do it. It, It's going to take you maybe six months, uh, maybe longer to figure it all out, but you can do the work behind the scenes and make it happen. And then when you do do it and tell me if I'm wrong here, but then you also realize like what perhaps some of the big brands have been doing for years and the markup that they're able to charge on some of these products where you're like, are you kidding me right now? Like that's, that's wild that you're expecting people to spend a hundred dollars or more $120 on a pair of leggings that, you know, you kind of figure out behind the scenes, what's really going on. Um, so you know, you talk about price point, maybe let's just throw it out there for people who aren't maybe even wearing Lululemon pants or, or comparable. Cause I feel like in that genre, it's kind of like it fluctuates the price, but it's same, same. Um, you know, what is, what is the comparison between your leggings and, and those more expensive ones? So within this market, you can get, you know, a $30 legging, um, they exist, But I think the thing that people will find is there is a major difference in that quality. So if you're selling a legging for $30, you know, you may have a bit of a see-through, they're not so squat proof, or that seam doesn't hit your body where it's flattering, or, you know, there's a ton of different varieties of reasons why a legging is good or bad. But I do think that overpriced $120 is well, for that company, it's necessary and they've done amazing with it. So, I mean, kudos to them. I just really wanted to focus on that middle sort of market where you do want the same quality, um, but we don't have the overhead costs and I don't have all of these other things that I need to pay for. So I'm able to keep that product at a price point that makes sense for my customers, but also for me. And yeah, that's been a very big learning curve for me, this whole, the behind the scenes with manufacturers and all of that. So it's been interesting and I continue to learn. I mean, as I bring something new in, I have to learn all about the ins and outs of a hoodie or, you know, this type of material, whatever. So it's been, it's continually learning, but um, it's fun. And that's where I find where I don't give up on things because I really do enjoy it. Uh, when I, I have worn one of your sets and I love, you know, the comments from the partner husband's like, Hey, that's a cute yeah. set. Like, yes, it is. So if yeah. you're not even freaking out, you just want to shake what your mama gave you walking around the house. I mean, it's pretty cute, yeah. but there is, there is something to how the seams fit, how all of that looks and, and, um, fits on a real person's body, right? Yeah. Like 
you don't have to be a yogi to be able to wear leggings. And that's something that like, you know, I'm 37. I've always been curvy on my bottom half. And, um, it took me a very long time to realize that I can wear leggings without a shirt covering my booty. Like, yeah. What? And you know, it's so interesting that you say that because there's, I've, I have lots of friends who are curvy. Um, and I hear that comment so often. And a part of me wants to just scream like, you look so insanely good in a crop top and legging. You don't have to wear a long, you know, shirt to cover. Um, now, if you're going to work or something, I get it. That makes sense. But again, you can still wear something that hits you flatteringly right at that, you know, waist. Um, and that piece of women's bodies, body positivity was something I didn't necessarily think about before um, starting this business. And it has become pretty much the forefront moving forward. Um, I recognized so quickly that the issue with this industry and inclusive sizing um, is so much deeper than I had into, like that I had ever thought. So, you know, they say like, oh, that company doesn't have inclusive sizing. But behind the scenes, in order to get inclusive sizing, to get anything larger than what they manufacturers deem regular sizes is extremely difficult. Um, now I'm happy to say, and I think I cried, actually, I did cry when I got my package, my final sample of, um, now it's not everyone's body, but we are offering a size 14 and a size 16 set this round. Um, and it was something that I wanted to do from the beginning, but when I would get these samples in, they just were not the same quality. Um, I don't understand why I don't, there has to be something that I'm not getting, but there was some reason that when I would hold up a size eight to a size 14, there were differences and I just did not feel right selling that. Why would I say that a size 14 legging shouldn't have the exact same, you know, seams and material than a size eight legging. So finally we have started to take the steps, um, to, to a more inclusive sizing. But um, as I see this business unfold and I see the reaction from women, um, I recognize how important it is to show different body types. And um, I really felt like I couldn't really put forward the message to love your body and all bodies matter without having a size that backed it. So I'm really hoping to continue with that message and um, just encourage women, like you said, you know, to just love your body, however it is. And, you know, getting active and moving doesn't have to look a certain way. How is a, anything over a size 12 considered irregular? It just isn't. And the fact that manufacturers are not recognizing the same things that media now is recognizing and just, you know, people in general. So I really hope that things work towards that. I know um, when you do build these relationships with different manufacturers, you can have those discussions and it's, you know, saying things like, you know, I want the same legging. We're just adding, you know, an inch here. So it doesn't need, it doesn't need to change. It doesn't need, you know, we're just going to use the same pattern. I was finding they would add an elastic at the top or something so strange. Like we're just, we're going to do the same legging. We're just adding, you know, an inch. And so I'm very, very happy that we're able to offer a couple of more sizes and hopefully as I can put more money back into 
sampling and working with manufacturers, then I can just continue to expand, which is so exciting. But. Very much so. Very much yeah. so. So tell me a little bit about the name Yenka. Where did you come up with that? Because I know even as we started our conversation, I was like, is yeah. it Yenka or is it Yenka? Because it's a J and you never know. So tell me a little bit I about know. that. I know. And I never, like I said, I don't, it's not something that bothers me. If people say Jenka, how could you just assume that that would be pronounced with, as a Y? So um, if people say Jenka, oh, well, but so um, the company is actually named after my grandma, um, Ursula Yenka. And um, man, as I, the name actually came pretty late. Like it wasn't as if I had this name in mind and I was waiting for a business to, to suit it. I had it pr- like, I had been pretty far in the sampling process and was like, I need a name. So what I was doing, I have a notebook. I love to look back at it because it was the beginning of all of this. And in it, I have all of these names written down um, of companies that or potential company names. So I was looking into um, women in history, all of these like powerful women, you know, goddesses or these warrior women who fought battles and all of this stuff. And they were really cool, but nothing really resonated with me. Um, and as I thought about it, I'm like, you know what? I'm surrounded by women like this. I'm surrounded by, you know, my mother, my grandmothers, aunts, cousins, like friends. There's got to be something within me that's going to fit. And so um, I have a connection to my grandma, Ursula. And unfortunately, she passed away really young um, from ovarian cancer when she was 52. And so I, I never got to meet her. Um, but my, through my dad, kind of, he's always sort of said, you know, oh, that reminds me of my grandma and you guys would have been really close. And I think about her and I think about the life that she lived as a mom, um, and a wife. And I thought, you know, how amazing would she think that it is, you know, only two generations later that a woman could have children, work a job that she chooses to work, own a business you know, be a wife if she wants or not. And I think, um, I just thought, you know, she would think that this is absolutely incredible. And it sort of just came from that. And um, yeah, many, I, I love the name. It, it, and when I say it, and when I write it, it means something to me, which I think is, you know, really important um, as a business owner, when you're naming something, you know, to make it so that when you think about it, you feel proud and you feel honor. And um, so, yeah, I'm really, really happy with the name that I chose and that I kept it with that same thing, a strong, powerful woman, but one who means so much to me. So I love that. I love the story behind a business. And I find too, you know, one of the biggest things I always try to remind people, whether you are selling a product like you are, or you're doing something like I do, which is I was going to say selling myself. That's weird. But you know, being a person on the internet, it's, you have to constantly show up and like remind people how awesome you are, which sounds weird to do, but you know, I know that I purchased a set from you because I was like, oh, I saw she's having a sale or, you know, you were constantly promoting it. Um, And that is sometimes really awkward for creatives because we feel like, oh, I don't want to tell people how awesome I am because imposter syndrome or whatever. But it's like, get out there, tell people you're great because you create this hype around what you're doing and people are attracted to energy and stories and they want to support and they want to be there. And I love that your friend from New York was like, 
no dude, like you're in Northern Ontario, you've got kids you're doing like reminding you of what your differentiator is because that is what people are drawn to. But I imagine that you also learned a lot along the way. And I feel like a lot of people have perhaps had to reset their life plan with how things have been going these last 18 months and just realizing there might be another way. Maybe we could start a business. Maybe we could do those things. I'm curious if there's perhaps some do's and don'ts you've learned along the way, like without sharing secrets to your business, but you know, maybe for those listening who have an idea that they might want to pursue. Yes. So um, now this was advice given to me and I think I'll, this will be something I still hold on to and tell people, but um, I would say just start. And that was the thing that I did. I had ideas and instead of just letting them sit as ideas, even just writing them down in a journal, um, writing down five ideas that you have a day. And then, you know, maybe one of them really stands out and maybe the next day you think, man, that's a really good idea. So then taking that idea and just start researching, um, figuring out if it is something that you can do um, that you would enjoy doing. Uh, That's the other thing, you know, if you're going to spend a ton of your time, so much time um, and time that I would sometimes rather be spending with my kids, you know, I have to really prioritize what I'm doing. So I really want it to be about something that I love. So I think now it's funny because I wasn't overly passionate about leggings. It wasn't like this thing. I mean, that I talked about all of the time now fashion for me and like choosing what I wear and being comfortable in what I wear always has been. So without really thinking about that, that has come through. Um, but yeah, I would say the do's would be to just start to start plugging away at something that you're interested in and, um, reach out, reach out to people. And I think when I was beginning this, I needed a little bit of help with e-commerce. I mean, what was it? How do I fit in this space? And I reached out to about 30 um, either business owners or, you know, um, I'd listen to a podcast and there'd be someone and I would just reach out to that person and say, can you help? And, you know, I think I got 29 no's, but one person was happy to help me. And so they, you know, guided me through the beginning stages of e-commerce. And then, you know, I reached out to you and, you know, in this space of influencer marketing, that wasn't something I was really about, but something I did want to do was, you know, I had been watching you forever. And I thought, how amazing would it be for somebody that I actually follow and like to wear it? And I didn't necessarily say, you know, you have to post. That's not what I wanted to do. I just wanted to get my products out there to the people that I thought would appreciate them. And so, um, the do's again are just do it. Don't be scared. Don't let your um, thoughts get in the way of something that you want to do. And um, I'm trying to think of any don'ts. I, I, I really don't think I have any because there have been a million mistakes that I've made. And I guess the only don't I would say is don't dwell on those mistakes. Don't become so beat down that you can't pull yourself out of them. Um, you know, we all make mistakes or make errors and all of these things. No one expects you to be perfect. So dive in, 
do the thing you want to do and then don't beat yourself up if it doesn't go perfectly to plan. It's, it's very inspiring. So I appreciate you sharing your story with me today. And, um, you you know, I love that, like you haven't been in this space for 10 years. You're just like this little (laughs) engine that's going to keep going. And I love it. I'm going to leave all of your information for listeners in the show notes, but for those listening that want to follow right away, where can they find you online? Instagram is probably the best place uh, to sort of follow along the journey, see when the launches are. So at Yanka Clothing Co. So it's with a J, J E N K A clothing.co. Um, and yeah, you can find us on Facebook and our website, um, Yanka Clothing Co.ca. Um, I am starting to get onto TikTok, but again, there's something I'm a little bit uncomfortable with, but I am, you know, going to continue to just push through it and, um, a year oh from gosh. now, I'll be a TikTok expert. I swear, like it's TikTok. <laughs> I have resisted the TikTok for so long. I finally just was like, just do it. You know, taking our own advice, just start. Yeah, and it will come. We will figure this out. I get it. Well, thanks so yeah. much for being here today, Kim. I really appreciate you. hearing your story. Thanks for having me. It's been awesome. Hi, Dean. Hey, Amanda, what's going on? Hey, well, I got to say. What were you going to say? Probably going to say the exact same thing. Ready? One, two, three. Just... That was great. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, the conversation. Sometimes I think we're on some kind of like, you know, synchronicity hmm. or something, but we're, we're not really ever no, on that, are we? I never, I never think that. But, let's see. Let's um, just, let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. So. I thoroughly enjoyed my conversation with Kim from Yenka. And I think where I want to pick up is where we sort of left it, which was the advice that she was sharing for people who are thinking about starting a business, starting anything, you know, because businesses look so different these days, not all products, it's different stuff. And how she said, like, you just have to start, just start, just start. And so let's just take a moment now. Okay, there's our moment. Right. Just start. And you know what? I just love that. I um when we were starting our candle business and t-shirts and all that type of stuff, which is on its second round getting revamped because mm-hmm. we have some Amanda Muse merch coming out and we have some new candle scents for fall coming out yep. and all this type of stuff. Yeah. And I remember starting out and I remember running back and forth from the computer to you and you to me and Basically, we're like looking at each other like, why don't you know this? Why don't you know it? And you're looking online and you're trying to find all this information. The whole thing is, is that if you let it, like if you said, I'm going to sell paper clips today. They're my own paper clips. I paint them myself, all that type of stuff. And a few friends come over and go, hey, I really like your paper clips. They're like, you should sell those paper clips. And you're like, I should sell these paper clips. And then you start down the road and try to find all the information stuff. If you just take it on all at once, it just buries you. Oh yeah. Even just thinking about it. Yeah. Is a is a barrier self activity. Yeah. But you know, the little bite-sized things. Anyway, have you looked at you obviously have, but I'm just looking at Yanka Clothing Co. Not Janka, Yanka. That's right. I made that mistake at first. And you know, it's just, it's great. You just look at it. You're like, you know what? Look at the quality. Anyway, I, I don't want to get re- like, that's not the direction I'm going, but she really did a good job at the presentation. It looks so professional and it's like, 
this is stuff that she would wear herself. It's cool. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. and I have a bunch of the outfits which you've commented oh, yeah, on. Oh yeah, you do. Yeah. And that's when. Yeah, it's usually when I'm staring at your butt. True. So he probably isn't listening yeah. too much. I'm saying. Good but, job, Yanka. Right. But coming back to what she was saying about you know just starting, it made me think like. You know, she even talked about how her and her husband had had multiple conversations, especially she was saying, you know, once they had a little bit of like kid free time and were able to talk about business ideas and plans they were thinking. And, um, you know, if you have that type of personality, which I know that you and I have, which is we're always kind of thinking like, what, what else could we do? What if I was to create something, what would we create? What kind of business could we have? I think a lot of people can get stuck on having to create something brand new that no one else has ever seen before. Right. But the trouble with that, which we were just talking about is like, that is like kind of doesn't exist. I'm sure it does, but like, I'm sure there all the time there's things coming out like the new pet rock and, you know, the smiley face, the smiley face stickers, you know, from the sixties and Mm seventies, but everything that you can think of, I mean, have you ever looked at some of this stuff? Like just Google anything you can possibly think of. Because as you know, like you know me for a while, I love to tinker and invent things. And like the, our remote control group holder, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, that already exists, you know, to a certain extent. Um, there's nothing that you really can make or come up with without a huge investment right. in, in time and energy. And are you trying to start being an inventor or are you trying to start a business. Right. So I think a lot of people like, okay, well, like close up shop, the end of that story, then I can't make anything new. So I shouldn't even try. Right. But that is not the mentality that any brand has ever had. Because if that was a case, there would be one bread maker. There would be one, you know, dairy farm. There would be like all of these things. (laughs) Dairy farm. Listen, I've been watching a lot of YouTube, Dairy Farmers of Ontario. I'm I'm getting commercials, but you know what I mean? Like there'd only be one of everything if that was the case. But the reality is, is you can do something and put your own spin on it. And what is the differentiator? You know what occurred to me is it's kind of like an upside down process instead of, you know, you find the product and then you, you know, you, you kind of, something you like, and then you find the people that would also like it, your advertising. It's almost the opposite way where you have a group of people say that, you know, the majority of your followers were vegan, for instance. Right. Um, you know, they probably want if they and 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 the other caveat is that they want to support you because right. that's huge. Like, especially with creators, you, you have a a relationship with these people you're living through. You're not just communicating one way, you're communicating both ways and they want to support you. So if the majority are, are vegans or they want a certain natural product or whatever, and you, then you figure out like, what kind of things do you like? And then it goes, you know, it's almost like a reverse. You know what I mean? Right. Like for instance, with the candles, I mean, you can make a candle for about a buck 50, but not with good soy wax not with, you know, essential oils and, and, and chemical free fragrances and stuff like that. You just can't do that. Right. So you have to have a quality. In other words, I think to have a successful home business, more than this dropship marketing and all this stuff that happens, you have to yourself legitimately, not just, I love wearing these, you know, whatever you have to love it. And they have to see that you legitimately like it. 
and you have to offer a fair price and whatnot because they're supporting you. It's right. a relationship back and forth. It's not like the big commercial stores are like, yeah, come on in, buy this, yeah. get, get out. And you, then of course, yeah. what is it that they're supporting? Because not everybody comes in with a platform already established. Right. So what I think it truly is, what it comes down to is the storytelling aspect. Yeah. What is the story that you are bringing? What is the story that, you know, is your brand story. Like, I love that Kim was sharing that Yenka was the name of her grandmother. Oh my I God, remembered that's so that. Great. Yeah. That and it's, when I heard that, I was just like, that is so great because obviously, you know, she was inspired. You don't even have to know the woman to know that since Kim's giving an accolade to her grandmother, you know, she's a, she's that type of person. Like mm-hmm. she's, there's more to her and stuff like that. And that for me, I think that's, I mean, if she made men's stuff, I would get some men's stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to support her right. because I see her as a kind person who's ambitious and wants to survive. And, you know, in a way, like nowadays, just going back to like our business just momentarily, is like when we started it, it wasn't a matter of like, this is going to be fun. You know, it, it, let's just do this on a whim. It was a matter of we're finding a way to make other avenues to revenue because we need to survive. Mm -hmm. And that is when I, you know, in order to do that, it's a tricky business. Like you really have to believe in yourself and not stop and develop the relationships and show up at the Sault Ste. Marie, uh, you know, pop-up shops and that type of stuff and put the effort in because Mm -hmm. like you were just telling me before we got on the podcast, it goes up and down, doesn't it? It does. And what happens when it goes down? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're in, like, you know, I think that cre- that little imposter syndrome or like right. doubt creeps in and it's yeah. like, well, maybe you shouldn't be doing this anyway. That's right. You know, you, yeah. you, you, and it's like all of those negative thoughts. I knew you couldn't do it. I knew it was going to fail. I right. knew blah, 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 blah. And those negative thoughts can be so hard to deal with. And, you know, I don't necessarily have a product based business, but I have a business where I'm providing content that entertains people. And I myself fall into those dips as well, where it's like, what am I even doing? Like, how am I even impacting anything? Like, what is my legacy? And like, all of these things can creep in. And if you, if I were to let half of the thoughts that I think at times like be at the forefront, I would stop doing what I'm doing. But sometimes you just have to but fake it But what kind of things bit. do you have that you, what, when do you get into those doubtful fr- frames of mind? Is it? When? I think it's like when you don't see the, perhaps the amount of engagement that you're used to seeing. Oh, Maybe right. the numbers are low. You know, you create a piece of content you thought was going to just kill it and you put it out there and it's like crickets and you're like what and then you do something stupid where you've had a couple drinks and you're doing a dance and all of a sudden like no makeup no hair no brush and it goes like nearly viral and you're like what like sometimes there isn't rhyme or reason in what I'm doing and similarly at imagine with a product maybe you just fell into that right Instagram algorithm where your products start showing up to the right people or you you know 
I think you find a system that works, right? Like I've seen with what you're doing here, kind of like a behind the curtains of a small business, you get the right tools in place. You have the right things to wrap and you have the right, you know, boxes and all the things that are going to ensure that your product gets to the right people. Um, And it's just, I think sometimes it's the system. I'm like, where am I going with this? But it's the system you have in place where you just keep showing up, keep doing it. Right. So almost I was going to say, it's like the first lesson is just start. And the second lesson is don't stop. Don't stop. Yeah. Because I, we just went through a thing where, you know, we never sold any candles for about three weeks, three and a half weeks mm-hmm. or something like that. And yes, I wasn't doing anything because I was preoccupied. Like mm-hmm. we all go through our COVID depressions and, you know, peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. And, and what did it take? Well, it takes... I mean, I think you kind of made, I didn't even know you made a mention and then we sold that one candle. Mm-hmm. And and I was just like, that feels so good for a number of reasons. It's nice to have a little bit of revenue. Mm-hmm. It's nice to be recognized mm-hmm. because I, you know, to me, it's just a thrill. And, and I think it's a thrill for you because you, you showcase, you know, you do the fun TikTok or whatever, that type of stuff, but you a lot uh, or you showcase your personality a lot and you interact a lot. And I think not only are people getting something from you, entertainment, but you also get, you know, there's that that window on the world, that friendo through mm-hmm. the lens mm-hmm. and there's some communications there. And I think that's a success. I don't know because I'm really shitty at business actually. <laughs> I always just, people just text me and they're like, why is shipping so expensive to like, Newfoundland that I'm like, I know. I just spent an hour and a half going through all these shipping apps and like, that's all I can do, man. Yeah. But then I'm like, okay, can you meet me halfway? Like, let's just, I'll drive to Revere. Quebec City. Yeah, I'll drive to <laughs> Quebec City. And like, I honestly, I just feel like, I feel bad. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but w- with your situation is that I, anyway, I think if you put quality into your product and your home-based business, and you love it, and you love that you're doing it, like Kim, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a success. And the same with the social media thing. I mean, if you put out real feelings and real effort and try to connect with people and enjoy their connection too, because mm-hmm. you're not going to survive, I don't think, in social media. I don't know that much about social media other than knowing you. Right. But can you survive with just like throwing stuff out there? Hey, no, there know. has to be something that you really enjoy about it. And yeah, I think coming back to like just being really disciplined in, you know, starting having an idea, trying to follow through, staying open and teachable and coachable and learn things, you know, because you're going to learn no matter what, because you'll learn through failures too. Yeah, And just be disciplined, keep showing up, keep posting about your business, keep sharing with people, you know, I think... um at the end of the day, like I know for me, I want to support creators, whether it's a business owner, a creator online, a storyteller. Yeah. If your story impacts me and touches me and I just get that good energy, then I want to like support. I would rather give money to the little guy than shop at the big box stores that really don't need my help, you know? And it's... That's it. And it's um, just... I wouldn't know about her though if she didn't continue to show up and shout out her brand. Yeah. So I think that's where it's like, 
don't give up. Yeah. And I just think it's amazing what you can do out of your home now. It is. And you know what the I find amazing is that, you know, like, let's take Kim, for example. Like I've looked at, well, of course I've looked. <laughs> <laughs> we work out in the same area. Yes. So I have bad posture. Not I'm, you and Kim. <laughs> you and me. No, Kim. I never met Kim. <laughs> but Kim, you can come work out if you want. If you'd like. It's a bit of a drive. A little bit. But you can come down. But you look at the, like there's, it's quality. So what I'm saying is that you look at, for example, Kim's stuff. You know, it doesn't have the seam that runs through your hee-haw. You know, you got the white, like the double seam in the crotch yeah. kind of thing. You know, it, all the comfortable things that you want when you work out. It's, in other words, it's a quality item. Mm-hmm. Well, you can go to a big box store and yes, you can buy those same, no, not those same, sorry. You can buy leggings from whatever. Maybe you can get them for $12. I don't know what you can get. You probably can, but just know, like, they just made 150000 in that afternoon somewhere in wherever. And nobody in- inspected them. And you got them. And you know what? If they don't, they're disposable clothing. You're just like, eh. Mm-hmm. So you, in other words, you can get quality from a small business the same way you can get from a big business. Sometimes it costs a little bit more. Like we're talking a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. But whatever. Support them because that person, just like the old town, you know, small town thing, the baker goes to the hardware store and blah, 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 blah. There's that's the most beautiful thing about, you know, society in general is like supporting each other. Mm-hmm. And and the community of social media and the community of small business like are almost going hand in hand, aren't they? Absolutely. Because you're using social media for your business. Anyway, Absolutely. it's a lot of, I, when I talk about it, I kind of run away because I, I'm mesmerized by, you know, I'm a little older, so I'm mesmerized by how things happen now. Like I, I sent a, a candle to Hong Kong. Oh yeah. I mean, what? I remember you and I talking years ago, we were living in Vancouver and athletic wear was like really starting to become oh, right. a big deal. Right. Yeah. And we were like, I wonder if we could do this. Cause at the time you were based out of like Asia, you were in Asia and we thought, well, maybe there's a way we could connect with a manufacturer and sell out of Vancouver. And so this is like pre set up your own Shopify store, you know, this right. was like, so it's interesting to see where those conversations were all those years ago and what you're able to do out of your garage now or your basement and how you're able to connect with people. It's pretty inspiring. Honestly. It is inspiring. I, I love, love it. hearing stories like this. Truly. I love it. Well, high five from across the room. Boom. Uh, this was a great conversation. I feel inspired. So I hope the listeners hey, feel you know the what? same. I was just going to say the exact same thing. I feel inspired. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Kim. Look at us leaving on a good note. All right. You got to get out of my office now. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go. Okay. Bye. Bye. Let's get into some favorites, shall we? I've got three favorites for you. And the first kind of plays off of this athletic wear, but not really because everyone drinks water. But I recently discovered Hydro Flask. What's the big deal, right? It's an insulated thermos, but it's just, I don't know, it's really fancy and I love it. (laughs) So I feel like it's pretty basic bitch kind of stuff, you know, Um, weren't all the little hipsters or what did they used to, what did they call? What was that term? Not e-girl, but visco girl. Weren't they all drinking out of their hydro flasks? Anyway, 
It's kind of amazing. So I had to replace one of the kids' lunch thermoses this week. And uh, I went to, you know, my local sports store. And I'm like, well, let me see what the deal is. I was originally looking at Yeti's. But then I realized that I preferred the shape of the Hydro Flask. It's the really tall, uh, thinner type of bottle that would fit into, let's say, my bike if I'm cycling outside or my Peloton when I'm doing my exercise. And I was like, hold up. That would be far more convenient. And then they also had the adjust, um, the adjustable top where it could convert to, you know, like a spout type of water bottle. I mean, we're getting really down to, you know, specifics here. But I went with this beautiful yellow color and it's called pineapple. And it reminds me of a sailboat color I used to have. So Dean and I had a sailboat when we lived out in Vancouver, a nice old beautiful sailboat, just little. And uh, the color was fighting lady yellow. And I just love it. I just love it. And also yellow is my color of the year. So I'm sticking with the theme here. Um, But I'm kind of obsessed. I bring it with me everywhere. I love to drink water. And so now I'm hydrated 24 seven. Woohoo! The next item on my list this week is a podcast I need to share. It's new to my repertoire. I'm always listening to podcasts, likely like a lot of you, if you're listening to me here. And I just, I have different genres for different moods that, I've in, that I'm in or different tasks that I'm completing. And I do love a good crime podcast for when I'm doing chores around the house. I find I stay really riveted. It's very, uh, you know, storytelling based. And it just, I hardly remember that I'm cleaning which is the, you know, that is the intent. And this week's podcast I have to tell you about is Crime Beat. So Crime Beat is new to my repertoire and I've listened to probably a handful of episodes, five to 10 episodes. Um, The time goes quickly. And I just really enjoy the layout of this particular podcast. So I have one in my mind. I was listening to uh, one about an RCMP officer who was, it was a two-part episode. And the first part, it was talking about a case that he had been involved on. And the host of this uh, podcast, she has been a crime reporter for years and years and years. And so she has like stories upon stories to share, right? And I guess she's known this RCMP officer for a very long time and he's since retired, but he had dealt with these cases. They talked about it. And then in episode two, it shared how he had been a victim of a very mentally unstable person who honestly jeopardized his career. And it was so damn tragic and heartfelt and really interesting to hear these stories with the actual players of the story. Because I find a lot of podcasts that I listen to, it's, you know, a host sharing a story, sharing the details. And it's not as common to actually have people who were part of the story, whether it's an RCMP officer or people in the, like, not necessarily the victim, obviously, um, but people who were part of that person's life. And I don't know, it was just really fascinating. Um, I feel like you just need to listen to it and then let me know. So crime beat, very well executed. 
And last but not least is a movie that I want to share, which I feel like really stays on this theme of this positive outlook and very inspiring, which I do feel that today's episode brought to the table, you know, these conversations about just start and don't stop and one foot in front of the other. So we stumbled upon this movie called Charged, the Eduardo Garcia story. And I know that just having told you about a crime podcast, you might be thinking it's like, what was he charged with? But in fact, he was electrocuted and it's the story, like his comeback story. I'm talking like electrocuted with 2,400 volts of electricity. Like I can't believe this man is alive. And I don't know how we fell onto this. I think it was on Prime. Unreal. You know, this young man full of life, a chef, you know, training culinary school, traveling the world as this, you know, yacht chef and uh, goes on a hike and lo and behold is accidentally electrocuted by touching a bear, a dead bear. You kind of have to watch it to know what I'm saying. And he then without probably realizing what he was going to do with this content, started to document his recovery. I mean, guys, wild. There's a, he loses a hand. I mean, his body has so much repair that is needed and just, oh my gosh, you got to watch it. I think it would be inspiring to you. We did watch it with the kids. They weren't as entertained as we were, but they still found the story really inspiring. So there you go. I thank you for being here. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. I would love for you to share it with a friend, someone who you think might need a little nudge if they're thinking about starting a business or who just might need a new podcast to listen to. Tell them about Friendo. We appreciate the share because this is how we're going to get the podcast into new ears. And if you have time to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, I would love it. Thank you so much for being here and listening to the show. And I'll catch you next week with a brand new episode. Friendo Podcast is produced and hosted by me, Amanda Muse. Music on this episode is written by Chris Bevins and Mike Payne, performed and produced by MP Real Glow. If you'd like to help support the growth of Friendo Podcast, you can do so by leaving a positive review, sharing the podcast with your friends and community, and supporting the shop at hellofriendo.com. Find us on Instagram at shophellofriendo. And thank you for listening. And remember... Be your own bird. <laughs>